friends. Welcome to Nathan for Us, a Nathan for You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. And today we are joined by the great Navi, who is well known as Robin Akiva's fifth wheel. She is host of the podcast, What You Doing? And she's just amazing. I'm so excited to have her here. She's been so supportive since we started and I'm chuffed to bits for her to be here. Well, I'm chuffed to bits to also be here. (laughs) (laughs) This is really a good episode that you picked to come on to. Yes. Now, Navi had specifically asked for this episode. So Navi, if you want to let us know why you picked it and what about this episode made it your favorite. So um, I guess I'll give a a bit of a background on like my history with Nathan Fielder. I was familiar with him back when he was on This Hour Has 22 Minutes, where he would do his Nathan By Your Side segments, and I really enjoyed those. So when I found out that he had his own show, he was going to have his own show on uh, Comedy Central, I was really excited, and so I watched it. Um, And, like, I don't get me wrong, the first season is pretty good. It definitely has its moments. But I think this episode really encapsulates why uh, Nathan for you works so well. Uh, Just like the comedy, the absurdity, the ridiculousness, the fact that everyone that he kind of gets together or like all in on it. It just is super funny. Even like the mechanic episode, I think is really good as well. I know it gets overshadowed by by the ghost realtor one, but I think both of both parts of the episode work really well. And I think if I'm recommending the show to anyone, I always recommend the ghost realtor one because I, I guarantee they will be hooked on the uh, on the show, in my opinion, anyway. It's a great choice, really. Yes, yeah, so this is episode one of season two, mechanic slash realtor. Yeah, so we're going to kick off this segment talking about the first scheme, which is Nathan visits an auto shop and we meet Greg, who is the owner of GNY Auto Repair. And we learn that Nathan is going to recommend that they hook Greg up to a polygraph test um, every time he's giving a customer a quote to prove that he's being honest, because mechanics can be known for being dishonest and not transparent in the quotes that they give. So do we think that this is a good idea? I've never personally experienced being skeptical of a mechanic, but maybe I just don't care very much about my car. So maybe I'm the wrong person to ask about this. (laughs) I am skeptical of everyone. They are (laughs) question everything. There's a mechanic that I actually started going to that's near me because he actually will take you in to see underneath the car with him and he'll like point out exactly what he's talking about and even that small little thing helps whereas some of the other places I've gone they'll just walk out you don't see your car they hand you your keys and they're like this is the issue you owe this much and it's like well if you could show that to me that would be nice so I do think it's helpful yeah, I was about to say, did he also hook himself up to a polygraph test and that's why you trusted him so much? No, he he didn't quite do that, but he seemed to be honest. I guess since I don't know anything about cars, it could be a whole ploy to be like, we'll totally just point at things and say stuff that they won't understand, but we'll look really honest. Yeah, they could literally point at something and be like, this flux capacitor is over capacity. And you'd be like, yes, of I'd course. be like, holy shit, fix that capacity. <laughs> 
So the first thing that Nathan does to make sure that Greg is an honest guy is he bakes him some cookies and he decides to use salt instead of sugar. And by giving Greg these cookies to try, Nathan can gauge if he's going to be honest with Nathan and let him know like these cookies aren't very good or if he's going to lie to him and pretend that they're delicious because it's a gift from a stranger. And luckily, Greg is like mostly polite at the beginning. But then he kind of says, oh, you know, they're a little salty. And when Nathan asks if he would like a second one, he says, no, that's all right. Who knows? Maybe he's just a big fan of salty cookies. Like he's more of a savory guy than a sweets guy. I feel like for some reason we've maybe talked about this a little bit on the podcast. Like, what do you do if someone feeds you bad food? And I don't know if I would be able to say, like, I think I would probably react the way that Greg does, where he's like, oh, these are a little salty, so different. Yeah, I think that there's a big difference if there's like a whole meal that you're being presented. And if you don't like something, you can kind of pick and choose the things that you like and kind of emphasize and compliment the better parts of the dish and focus on that. So you're not being the most dishonest. But if they're just presenting you one product and it's like, here's a cookie, here's a loaf of bread, um, here's blank item and they're watching you eat it. I would probably lie, to be honest. Because I don't know, I don't want to, if somebody like took the time, like baking takes a long time and it's hard. So if someone's going to craft something and bring it over to me and give it to me. Wow. Wow. So nice. Who am I to say it's bad? It's such a weird move too to be like bringing a mechanic cookies. I don't know how my mechanic would react if I just showed up with a box of cookies. They would probably be excited but at the same time they'd be like that was so weird like I'm sure they would talk about it immediately afterwards in the lunchroom well your cookies would actually be very good Kelly bakes (laughs) and the reason I had said a loaf of bread is because Kelly has actually brought me a loaf of bread but now maybe she's wondering did Megan really like the loaf of bread (laughs) was it too salty (laughs) I feel like salt would be good on bread it just may be a little bit on cookies on the top not so much in it but I think that this is a really good test of honesty, but I don't necessarily know if it would correlate with, will you be honest giving customer quotes versus being polite about a cookie? True. Navi, do you think you're a good liar? No, absolutely not. (laughs) I, everything you can, everything I feel you can see on my face. I'm an open book. I cannot lie to save my life. I would be terrible on all of these like social strategy games that are on TV. I, I, I would be like, yeah, your cookies are shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Though. It, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, he's not like a super like alpha guy. I'm sure he'd be like, okay, appreciate that. Thanks. He'd be like, will you still hang out with me after this? <laughs> Can we still be friends? <laughs> and like everyone else, I will be like, Probably not. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I would totally hang out with Nathan. I feel like it'd be so fun. I'd say like, maybe we should sign up for a baking class together. We can both improve this skill. (laughs) You know, because you're a nicer person than I am. (laughs) I mean, that's simply not true. But um, I think I'm a very good liar. Except for you can tell when I'm angry because I shake. But if I'm not angry and it's just like I'm lying about something random, I'm pretty sneaky. I think See, I'm a great I like, liar. Ooh, are you Kelly? 
I'm pretty good. I mean, I have played a lot of like strategy games and I do lie a lot in those. <laughs> I don't know if I lie that much in real life, but I think I'm pretty good. I can't think of a time you've ever lied to me, but that might be indicative of you being a good liar. No one can see this, but I'm raising my eyebrows suggestively at the camera. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whoa. So once we have um, Greg agreeing that he wants to pursue this polygraph idea to see if he can have his customers find him more honest, Nathan then needs to go and find a polygraph technician to be able to perform these uh, truth tests to showcase that Greg is an honest guy to the customers. So we have our little file folder pop up to get the plan. And first Nathan goes and he meets a man named Gene Sela, who is a polygraph operator. And in order to test the machine, we hook Nathan up to the polygraph and Gene starts to ask him a few questions so that Nathan knows if he's a good polygraph technician or not. So, Kelly, do you want to elaborate on the questions he gets asked? <laughs> of course I do. So he asks him, is it Thursday? Which Nathan says, yes, it is. He asks him, are you sitting down? Which Nathan answers, yes. And then he asks him, have you ever used online pornography to pleasure yourself? And Nathan pauses and he, his eyes get very wide and he says, no. And Jean says, well, you're lying. Yeah, and Nathan is completely outraged by this because, of course, he has never pleasured himself to pornography, which must mean that Gene is a terrible polygraph technician. Uh, Navi, have you ever done a polygraph test? No, I have never had the opportunity or reason to do a polygraph test. I've read online, aren't they, like, not as accurate as they claim to be? Yeah. yeah, I don't think you can even use them in court because they're so inaccurate. Yeah, for sure. They're they're not very good. I feel like the closest I've ever come to a polygraph test is, did you guys ever play the Fibfinder game? No. no. It was like this little plastic device that came with a board game, and you'd put your fingers on it, and then the other person would put their fingers on it, and they'd ask you a question, and then you'd have to answer it, and it would go like, Fibfinder says, and it would be like, eh, you're lying. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Because what if they ask you an embarrassing question and then obviously it's not true? That's so mean to kids. I know. I feel like that game would be horrible. That's why we all have trust issues, all of us millennials. <laughs> yeah, the reason why I bring up the accuracy thing is like there's going to be a lot of arguing later on about whether or not it's actually accurate. I mean, do you think Nathan has watched pornography <laughs> and pleasured well, himself? Well, I don't know. I think Nathan seems like a nice, honest guy who just wants to help out all these business owners. I believe him a thousand percent. Yeah. Perhaps he's watched online pornography and not pleasured himself to it. Too. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's also. Maybe, maybe we'll never know. He likes maybe the storylines. Are the storylines good? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've never watched it. This is not our area of expertise. <laughs> I will say, I do like the 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 jump in progression. Like it goes, oh, what day is it today? Oh, are you sitting? Oh, have you watched porn? Like the, the level is just very absurd. You mean asking the day of the week isn't as intrusive? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it can be intrusive. Maybe they don't have good memory. 
That's true. So because of this, Nathan decides that this machine is terribly inaccurate and Gene is an awful technician and he must find someone else. So we meet our second technician named John Grogan and he's, you know, chatting away, talking about the other polygraph test, saying how inaccurate it was and that the machine he used must have been from the 1500s. And so John Grogan hooks him up and he asks him the exact same pornography question. And John says that Nathan failed this question yet again. And Nathan goes on to blame the computer. John says it has nothing to do with the computer. And um, they just have this really funny back and forth where Nathan keeps trying to find things to blame. And John keeps shutting him down. So John clearly believes very strongly in the accuracy of the polygraph test. Yeah, he's not taking any of Nathan's shit. I also enjoy that he's wearing a polo shirt that has his name and polygraph technician embroidered on it, just in case you forgot. Uh, Speaking of, uh, to go back to the porn question, uh, do polytechnicians like is that a a required question they have to ask every person is that like what they learn in polygrapher school I think the polygraph community is probably a very nosy bunch well yeah because like on his nameplate before Nathan goes in it says like private investigator court record person and polygrapher so I don't know maybe they are just like an intrusive bunch That is quite a trio of job titles, too. I feel like they pair well together. Yeah, he must be nosy. Or what was um, our other friend, the private investigator? He was Snoopy, right? He's Snoopy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just a little snoopster. Asking about porn while you snooping. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's kind of a go-to question (laughs) based on our two of two polygraph technician samples. Because Nathan definitely didn't ask them to ask him this no no way no of course not so unfortunately even though nathan does not believe in this polygraph technician either because again of this wild inaccuracy he is unfortunately the only person left in town so nathan has to hire him so he hires john grogan and they bring him back to a and g repair So at this point, we have some clients come in and Nathan is explaining this promotion to say, you know, we're so honest, we're even going to hook up um, Greg to this polygraph test so that he can prove that what his findings are, are accurate. Yeah, I just don't know how I would react if someone offered this to me. Everyone seems very chill about it. Like, they're not like, this is kind of weird, but okay. They're all just like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, but they all look really uncomfortable about it. Like, yeah, they're, like, saying yes that they're cool with it. But, like, especially the woman. She just seemed very, like, uncomfortable. (laughs) More yes than no, perhaps. Yeah. (laughs) But just a little. Yeah, I think that it would make me a hundred times more suspicious. I would just assume that they had hired john grogan as like an actor or something to pretend that they're doing a polygraph test when they aren't because it would seem so out of left field and i would just assume that it was a joke i mean he has a polo yeah i was about to say he has the polo that says polygrapher (laughs) on his uh chest there so he has to be telling the truth and it's a hundred percent accurate or like a 98 percent accurate is that what he said 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what he claims. <laughs> Did you want to go into each customer, Kel? So we can kind of go into them. I only really wrote down the two main ones. Okay. But I do have some info about the second one. Ooh. So our first customer that we get, she is in her car when they kind of come up and tell her we're running this special. You'll be able to get our technician, our polygraph technician, to test the mechanic who's going to be looking at your car. And she's kind of okay with this. She's like, all right, that sounds interesting. And when we go into actually seeing Greg telling her what is wrong with her car, all of his statements are true. But Nathan can't help himself. And he needs to remind everyone that the previous day the machine was not fully accurate because it said that he pleasured himself to online porn. No, she takes this pretty well, in my opinion. Yeah, she's actually pretty supportive of Nathan. I liked all of her dramatic, like, smirks and, like, her eyes got really big. It led me to believe that she did not believe Nathan. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, Nathan jumping in to make sure that she knew that there was a percentage chance that it's not accurate is very honest of him. Very honest. I really like that John just does not take any shit. And he says something that I thought was a little bit questionable because we were talking about pleasuring yourself. He says to Nathan, your body exploded on those two questions. (laughs) Yeah, there's another line earlier where um, John says the computer has nothing to do with what you're shooting out that I also (laughs) laughed at. Speaking of his computer, Nathan does like, get digs into his computer saying that it's like a Dell and that like he's using like Windows XP or something or 95. Yeah, not the latest technology. And it's a Toshiba, so relax. Yeah, get your facts right, Nathan. But your body exploded on those questions. Just yikes. Uh, We can move on from that quote. (laughs) Um, But John also says, you know, there's zero doubt that you have definitely pleasured yourself to online pornography. Mm -hmm. The customer does try and help out a lot by saying, like, well, maybe Nathan was uncomfortable with those questions. And, yeah, she she was pretty nice to him, I think. And then we see a couple of other customers, just kind of quick shots of them. But we do get one guy who says that sounds like a winner when he's about to pay. He didn't sound very convinced, though. He did not. And so I looked into this guy because I was kind of skeptical that maybe this guy was an actor. And it turns out he is. (laughs) And guess what? Actually, I won't even make you guys guess because you literally will never guess. He was on Gary Busey Pet Judge. (laughs) Yeah, there's no world that that would have been a guess of mine. I need to know so much more about what he did on that show. Was his pet judged? We got to find the episode. It's also weird synergy because, Megan, we're going to watch Point Break for our other podcast, and Gary Busey is one of the stars of Point Break. Wow, I didn't know that. I have not looked into Point Break at all. I wanted it to be a complete surprise. But I I do remember it's one of your favorite movies, so I'm very excited. Yeah, we'll have to look at Pet Judge. Navi, I'm assuming you've never watched Gary Busey Pet Judge either. No, unfortunately, I've not watched that masterpiece of a show. I'm sure I'm missing out. Does it have a rating on IMDb? 
So I like briefly clicked on it um, just to kind of see what people were saying. And someone said it's very funny in a way that is surprising. So like unintentionally funny? I'm thinking it might be that. Like so bad it's good vibe? Probably. Gary Busey is an interesting fellow, so. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, we'll have to look into it. (laughs) So we get all of this. And Nathan then asks Greg if he was happy with everything that they did today. And he hooks up Greg's lie detector as well. Greg says he is happy with everything, and that was true. And then Nathan asks, would you want to hang out with with me after this in a social setting? And Greg unfortunately says no, and that was also true. So that's, that's how we end the episode. He says no so quickly and confidently I was taken (laughs) aback like I thought he might at least try to lie or do something you know that just seems a little harsh I don't know what impression Nathan's giving off at the auto shop maybe it was the porn bit I'm not sure what what deterred Greg so much because he lovingly made him cookies and that seems like a good friend yeah but the cookies were disgusting (laughs) yeah and we know that that was intentional but he doesn't know it was intentional. It just is surprising to me how quickly he says it. Megan's right. And he's so serious when he says it. He's just like, no. I've got other stuff to do. Yeah. Like managing this auto m- repair shop. I wonder if he had said yes, or if any of these people had said yes, if Nathan would have actually hung out with them after the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then that's terrible. He shouldn't ask. <laughs> it's definitely just a bit. Just like what the if pornography. What a lifelong friend? Well, we'll get to that when we get to that later on in the series. <laughs> and you know what? I think our next person on the episode is maybe a lifelong friend. I don't know. Oh, I love her so much. You know, Nathan's really been giving out a lot of gifts this episode. He has. So <laughs> quick update on GNY Repair Shop. It's still open. If you're in the LA area and you need to get your car repaired, head on over there. They don't have a website, but they have 4.7 stars on Google. So, <laughs> Do you think he still uses the polygraph test? Do you think John will still be there? I would love that. I was reading the reviews and people do talk about how honest they are. So I think they probably have ditched the polygraph, but they are still honest about their pricing. What percentage do we think actually went there versus our Nathan For You fans just commenting like, wow, such an honest shop, 10 out of 10? Oh, it's obviously like 70 or 80% Nathan For You fans, I imagine. I feel like all the businesses probably have funny reviews and comments that allude to what happened on the show. I'm always surprised because I always assume it's going to be a lot of that, but most of the reviews are pretty normal. So maybe it's like people are really deep faking me, but they seem pretty normal to me. Mm -hmm. So in each episode, there's normally a segment we might prefer a little bit more than the other. And this segment is pure gold. It's like one of those iconic ones that you kind of list and remember. And I certainly didn't remember it in as much detail as I thought. So I'm really excited to talk about Sue Stanford our real estate agent. Yes. So we open up with Nathan meeting with Sue, who is a real estate agent in the LA area. 
and he really wants to help her business out. So they're just kind of hanging out in a house, and he says, you know, I usually try and do some small talk to break the ice and make the other person feel comfortable. And the first question that he asks Sue is, have you ever posed for a painting? Have either of you ever posed for any sort of art? I have not posed for one, but I have had people draw pictures of me and then give them to me. Well, but I didn't like pose for it. What? <laughs> They're not not like a weird picture. Like not like a character artist. Yeah, I wasn't like a French girl or anything. It was just like a normal like torso up shot. Like I I did art when I was younger. Um yeah, it was like a normal, not weird thing. I swear. You're saying not weird a lot of times. It's making me think it was a little weird. Only because of your face. <laughs> You're making me feel like it's a weird thing, but it wasn't a weird thing. Guys, it wasn't weird. <laughs> <laughs> not like, weird. I've never had anyone draw me or paint me and then give me the pictures. I don't know. Maybe the people in my life are not as giving as the people in Megan's life. I just know some kind of artsy people. True. A lot of people I know are not artsy fartsy at all. So I know some artsy folk. I'm shocked. <laughs> no one's ever drawn me ever. Dear Lord, if there's an artist out there, <laughs> draw Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and make it weird. <laughs> I'll hang it on my wall proudly. <laughs> Colin gets home. There's like just a photo or a drawing of you on your wall. And you're like, oh, yeah, someone just sent this to me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's fine, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so after he asks her that question, he kind of follows it up with, was that enough small talk to make you feel comfortable? Which I think is a line that we should all start incorporating in everyday life. Navi. Did we have enough small talk to make you comfortable at the beginning of this podcast? Yes, I believe so. I think so. I'm not really good at small talk, if I'm being totally honest. Should it have been shorter, longer? We nailed it. I think you nailed it 100%. A1 plus. Wow. Small talk. Now wow. you, can, you can use the painting question from now on, too. Okay, perfect. Next time. <laughs> I'll ask everyone that. <laughs> as soon as quarantine's done, you're like out at the bar and you're like, hey, nice to meet you. Have you ever posed for a painting? If they say no, will you paint me? <laughs> Would you give it a try? <laughs> so Nathan's plan here is Kelly, to... that was a real question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> If you get stuck in a situation where you use this line and they're like, no, no, I want you to paint me. Would you then paint them? I mean, I'd have to go to the art supply store right away because I don't have that stuff on me. And I would also honestly feel bad for them because I am not artistic at all. Um, it would probably be like a weird, like abstract Picasso catastrophe. Picasso I don't know, is you famous AF. You yeah. can really make a career out of this. I don't get Picasso at all. I don't get the shapes. I don't like what's wrong with you. <laughs> People who like abstract art are fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in with all the hot takes today, I guess. Good. So That's spicy. What so yeah. spicy. We like offending people on this podcast. If you wear shoes in your house, <laughs> fuck you. And if you like abstract art, you're weird. <laughs> 
Yeah, the thing about the shoes surprises me. Like people actually wear shoes indoors that they wore outside. I think just in general, Canadians are offended by that. But I think that the abstract art is probably a hotter take. Like it's just a thing. It's just a thing. Let us know what's a hotter take, shoes in the house or abstract art. So we then hear Nathan saying basically his plan is that he wants to make Sue one of the top realtors in L.A. by tapping into an unrepresented group of home buyers, And those are the 50%, I don't know where he got those statistics, but sure, of people who believe in ghosts. So he wants to turn Sue into the ghost realtor. And she is going to basically be able to confirm that your house that you're buying doesn't have any ghosts or demons. I feel like that is a nice guarantee. But just touching back on the 50% of people, there are three of us here. Do y'all believe in ghosts? No. Kel? Yes. What? (laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear, I do not believe in ghosts. Kelly? What do you you believe in ghosts? I'm not going to fuck with something that I don't know about, okay? Okay, so we've confirmed it. This is like the News AF where 33% of Canadians believe in ghosts. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) This is a wild take, and I don't know what to do with this information. Have you ever had a ghost encounter? Okay. I feel like we can wait to talk about this till we get to the the later part. In Switzerland. (laughs) Whoa. I didn't know that there'd be a story. (laughs) This is so in a left field. I didn't know you had this belief. I feel like I don't even know you. I feel like we've definitely talked about ghosts before. I'm just going to take like bed sheets and just like put them over all the lamps in your apartment, (laughs) like cut little holes out. I'll, like, hide behind the couch and, like, shake the lamp. Megan's making my apartment sound so much larger than it is. <laughs> There's, like, There's one lamp. <laughs> it would also be very difficult to sneak into. Kel's in um, a condo. On the sixth floor. It'd be impressive. <laughs> I'll just dress as a ghost. Too spooky. Okay. So Nathan's guarantee is that he's going to make Sue into this ghost realtor. So in order to do that and to convince her, he comes up with some new branding. He puts her face up on a billboard with a sign that says she's going to ensure that your house is 100% ghost and demon free. And there's also a website here, which is ghostfreehomes.com. Do not go to that website. Do not click on it. It is a computer virus, just so everyone's aware. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I did not know that. Whoa. Well, I think it probably was a real website at some point, but, you know, this is 2014 this was filmed, so they probably didn't keep that domain name, you know? This is very upsetting. Also, computer viruses are kind of like ghosts. Okay, here's my question. It's ghosts and demon-free. Are demons ghosts... I think there are friendly ghosts, and I think demons are... I thought you were calling demons demons friendly. friendly. (laughs) I think ghosts, like, you know, they can be friendly, and I think the word demon lends itself to an angry or upset ghost. So I think demon can be a ghost, but a ghost can't be a demon. Okay. It's like a square and rectangle situation. 
okay. I can buy that, kind of. Because demons are also ghosts. They're just angry ghosts. Yeah, from the depths of hell. I mean, to be clear, none of them exist, but... Yeah. (laughs) Hypothetically. (laughs) Hypothetically. I'm so offended. Cal, would you buy a house if someone told you that there was a demon in it? And it was like your dream house. I don't know if I would be able to buy a house if someone told me there was a demon in it. But if someone said there was a ghost, I think I'd be okay with that. Wow. But demons sound scary. Are you kidding? I think it's supposed to. We're going to get into this sex demon later. Like, that's horrifying. I would not. I don't want to risk that. Are you kidding? <laughs> we, we are not. We are not kidding. <laughs> well, you're talking to two people who don't believe in ghosts. So it's hard for us to be like, yes, that is scary. If you buy a house and the realtor is like, this house has a demon. And then you wake up in the middle of the night to like some weird noise. You're not going to be like, fuck, I shouldn't have bought this demon house. No, I'd be like, man, it's a creaky house. Every house ever is creaky. Sorry, that was so angry of me to say. (laughs) (laughs) You're yelling at me. (laughs) No, I'm loving this energy. (laughs) Keep it up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, what? (laughs) I think that there's a big, okay. Ghosts are in the category for me of things I'm not going to believe it until I see it. And Mm -hmm. I just simply won't believe it until I see it. So maybe you can let me know when we get to the ghost part. If my opinion is wildly inaccurate because of some facts you're going to drop on me. I'm going to drop so many (laughs) facts on you. You're going to be like, wow, suddenly I believe in ghosts. I'm going to be like, wow, you've had a lot of wine. (laughs) (laughs) My glass is empty. It was not that full, though, to begin with. My heart is full. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) I had a wine. I had an ice cream sandwich before this. I'm riled up to talk about ghosts. I think we should, just to regroup, really talk about Mm -hmm. this sign aesthetically. Because Sue, with her, like, long, squiggly ghost tail, is absolutely hilarious. But what is far more hilarious is how much she loves it. Oh, she loves it. And there's also, I don't know if you all noticed, but there's, like, demons and ghosts all over the picture. (laughs) There's, like, ghosts in the windows of the house behind her. There's, like, demons on the side of the sign. It's so funny. She's holding a cross, too, in the picture. (laughs) I will say, like, out of all, like, the business owners that Nathan helps, like, usually before they'll be, like, Oh, okay, but like there's like a bit of skepticism to it. She's like in it whole hog. And like obviously we'll find out later on it's cause like she's a fucking lunatic. But you know, it's just really funny to see Sue. someone like actually be fully in it, you know? I love her. I love her I, so much. What I love about this segment is like I love it when people's character like it keeps getting revealed more and more and more throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Like, when Sue agreed to this, she wasn't like, yes, of course, I believe in ghosts 100%. This has been a big part of my life. No, she just is kind of like, oh, yeah, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, sure, let's go ahead with that. And then as we dive into it, we keep learning about her relationship with ghosts and how extent this is. And it makes for such a good segment. Like, mm-hmm. it's like our gas station one with the with the child urine, you know? We keep going and, you know, learning more about how other characters are involved. And it's one of the reasons why it's so great. 
100%. So we find out that in order to make sure everyone's homes are actually ghost free, we're going to bring in a psychic. So Nathan, (laughs) I'm excited for Navi's thoughts on this. Nathan calls up Ron Bard and (laughs) Navi, do you want to give your, your thoughts right off the bat here on Ron? Okay. So Ron, he, first off his look, just his look, like he has the fedora, like hat thing going on. He has like the, the button up shirt and the shorts. He has like the tattoos, like the, the A1 plus the look. And then he's, like the first thing he's holding like a, a clutch purse too. Yes, <laughs> he is. I'm surprised he doesn't have like a pimp cane or something. Like it would have fit the aesthetic perfectly. Um, I, I like how, like one of the first things he said is, is his mother is considered the queen of psychics by Dr. Hans Holzer. And I looked this up. He was the guy who inspired the Amityville horror novel series. And apparently he calls him doctor. It's like, he doesn't even have a PhD. He just like claimed that he did. And I guess like all the weirdo psychics believed him. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) Like... Every every time I hear a story where someone claimed that they were a doctor and they weren't, it's always, like, the most wild story. Like, every time, it just, like, it's, like, one of those claims that you got to be real out there to make. Yeah. And apparently this quote-unquote doctor wrote, like, 130 or 40 books on ghosts or something like that. I don't have the exact numbers because I was just shook. That is an enormous amount of content. I can't even imagine writing like one book about ghosts. Yeah. And 130? Sure, yeah, 130 or more. And the thing is, all of them have been debunked to like various degrees. Like the guy is like a total hoax, like con man. And I just love it so much. So I do have his wiki page open. Ooh. So in the show... Ron says he's written over 140 books, but his mm-hmm. wiki page, in fact, says he's only written over 120. Oh. So, I don't know who's right there, but I'm looking at his bibliography, and would you guys like to hear some of my personal favorite titles yes. that I'm seeing here? <laughs> so, we can get into this a little. There's one called The Lively Ghosts of Ireland, which I think lively and ghosts is a bit of a contradiction, is it not? I would agree. Guys, there's literally so many books. It's wild. There's one that's just called The Unicorn. The Entry. A bunch of these are also available for free online. So oh, public would, domain. Yeah. If you would like to read Tales at Midnight or In Quest of Ghosts, uh, good news, you can do that. So he has all these ghost books. And then he randomly has a book called The Vegetarian Way of Life. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at his Wikipedia page. Doesn't he have a whole section just on his vegetarianism? Yep. (laughs) Oh, would you use his book for some veg inspiration and recipes? So I don't think it's actually like a vegetarian cookbook. It seems like it's more, I don't know if it's about like why being a vegetarian helps you become more in line with ghosts. Like, I truly don't know. The little byline says how the truly natural foods may determine and improve your mind's outlook, your body's health, and even your life's fulfillment. So, who knows? Maybe I'll have to do a little book report for us. Also, can I just say, like, 
how was he able to like bang out like 120 books like in a lifetime? Like I can barely write as is. Yeah, I was going to say like, even if it's kind of mumbo jumbo and not necessarily something that most people believe or if he has them up for free, any of those things, I feel like it's still such a crazy accomplishment to have the discipline to sit and write a book like cover to cover 120 times like that's insane what are the lengths of these books I want a page count yeah when was he alive dedication yeah like when was he like publishing these books that's what I want to know is he like a modern or like a back in the day like James Patterson or whatever the hell his name is so he was like 1963 was his first one up until so he passed away in 2009 but he's like there have been books published posthumously posthumously but oh my gosh guys i'm gonna read you my favorite one that i found <laughs> oh my it's god it's called love beyond the grave true <laughs> cases of ghostly lovers oh my god i will be reading this book this sounds so funny kelly if you weren't in a happy committed relationship would you be down for a ghostly romance <laughs> is it cheating if it's with a ghost oh my god this is the second time this has come up on a podcast that I've been on. <laughs> is it cheating if it's a ghost? I I don't think it is. I think we Maybe need to it ask is. Colin. Can you please bring him over? Yeah, I can ask him. Colin, <laughs> can you come here? You know what I'm going to ask you because I think you can hear. Is it cheating if it's a ghost? I suppose it depends if there's any sort of emotional attachment. <clears throat> So if there's no emotional acha- attachment, it's fine. Yeah, probably. Kelly, would you get emotionally attached to the ghost? I Colin, do you think she would get emotionally con- to, uh, attached to the ghost? You know her well. I mean, I, as she said, it would probably depend on the ghost. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, the entire situation. <laughs> like, is it, like... So simply hooking up with the ghost isn't enough information for you to just say that's cheating. You would need further information. I'm not going to get jealous of a dead person. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I have one last question for you, and it is, do you believe in ghosts? I mean, not really, no. Did you know Ellie believes in ghosts? Yes. (laughs) See, that's why he's like, it's fine if she cheats on me with a ghost, because he doesn't think they're real. Because it means she's probably... Never mind. Whoa! It means I'm going to have to answer yes, and then the lie detector test would say I'm lying for the online pornography thing, I think is where he was going with that. But anyway. Megan, if you found love with the ghost, would that make you believe? (laughs) I don't know how to communicate to you in a way that you would genuinely believe, but there is no situation that I fall in love with a ghost. I'm so scared Megan's going to get haunted after this podcast. I just keep, like, looking behind her in the camera to see if there's, like, a little shadow or something, like, creeping up behind her. No, I think we've determined that it would be a very handsome romantic ghost that tries to, like, sweep me (laughs) off my feet to help me, like, soothe my cold heart. (laughs) Okay, let's let's move on. Okay. I really want to ask Connor. (laughs) Do it! Get him. So the question is, is it cheating if it's with a ghost? (laughs) Uh, Is it cheating? Can you, you guys can hear me, eh? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. 
ridiculous. What did you say? I said <laughs> ghosts aren't real, and this is ridiculous. <laughs> that's kind of a non-answer, though. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that's avoiding the question. <laughs> like, I guess the further question would be, like, if you make up situations in your mind that aren't real, is that cheating? Because I would say no, because ghosts also like aren't real. It sounds like a rabbit hole to me. Yeah, I say no. It's not cheating. I'm cheating with. So you would be down for a ghostly thruple? No, no, no. This is a different question on whether you would be down. I'm not saying. I'm not <laughs> Connor's not inviting a ghost to be in a threesome. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like you know. Let's see which ghost it is. So if it's a hot ghost. <laughs> Listen, I think we the, now we're getting into the logistics of like what does it mean to actually have sex with a ghost. <laughs> Probably not right. I think it means exactly what it sounds like. You're having sex with the ghost. Yeah, that's interesting. So, (laughs) yeah. So my answer is no. I said no. What did you guys say? Oh, we asked Colin. Yeah, what did he say? Colin said not if you're emotionally attached. (laughs) He said as long as you're not emotionally attached to the ghost. As long as you're not. So, yeah. Okay. But does that, why is that only true for a ghost? Is that true for a person too? I think, I don't know. I'd have to ask him further. We're going to have to have a conversation later, I guess, about that. (laughs) Would you cheat on me with a ghost? No. Okay. So romantic. But just just so you know, it's not wrong. But I wouldn't. It's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Just don't tell me about it. (laughs) Be a weird thing to, to walk in on. Okay, is that all you need? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I just I'm just reading Megan's notes here. No. He <laughs> can get rid of his hemorrhoids and small penis. Is what I saw. <laughs> We're not there yet. You've jumped the gun. Oh my god. I will say, if you want to learn more about relations with ghosts, the dollop has a great episode on it that I would highly recommend checking out. I've never heard of the dollop. It's an American history podcast hosted by Gareth Reynolds and who was it? Who else is it? Anthony something. I forget. But it's really it's fun. fun. As a news anchor, you probably just consume a lot of like educational content in general. No, I listen to trash. I was going to say we met because of Renap, which is yeah. a, a reality TV show thing. So. Yeah, exactly. So should we, after confirming with the men in our lives, Nabi, you don't have a boyfriend we can ask this to, do you, or a partner? No, I am single. Honestly, kind of say that. We can ask. <laughs> no, I live by myself, unless there's secretly a ghost here, but I don't believe in ghosts. So, Would you be open to a relationship with a ghost? Eh, whatever. Like, what is <laughs> life even anymore? <laughs> The right this, ghost came along. The ghost is like in the corner holding ghost flowers and a single tear <laughs> falls falls from their eye being like, I have no hope. And then they well, the away. thing is, is that I want to get out of this town as soon as possible. So I don't want that attachment. I think That's ghosts true. are very movable. No, yeah, I think they're like attached to the house. Yeah. I mean, I do live in apartment number 13. So. Whoa. Ooh. Isn't the whole good part of being a ghost that you can like fly and like go through walls? 
Yeah, but they're suffering. They're like angsty, emo, sad boys who... Every ghost? Yes, every ghost. Only Moaning Myrtle. Well, actually, Kelly would have more of an authority on it, considering she actually believes in ghosts. So I feel like let's get to the part of the podcast where (laughs) Kelly can tell her ghost stories. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we meet Ron. Allegedly, Ron's (laughs) clients include Brad Pitt and also some Japanese business people. Nice to go to the first. By the way. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) So they go into the first house and it's ghost free. So we got no problems here. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. But then we go into a second house and Ron starts saying that he's hearing screaming and arguing Ooh. and there's evil everywhere. Oh, my God. And entities are all around the house. So Nathan's reaction is to say to Sue, well, that sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's times like this where I wish I had like ESPN or whatever to not ESPN (laughs) whatever it's called psychic powers I wish I had those so that I can tell if there are ghosts around not that I believe in them as I've mentioned before but I think it would be very helpful and Ron's like it's just an incubus so it's a ghost that's gonna have sex with a woman until they die which sounds like a horrible ghost yeah Megan you look very concerned (laughs) Megan just wants to hear the ghost story. (laughs) That is not the kind of ghost I am interested in meeting. If I were to ever meet a ghost, I'd want them to be, like, very friendly, very chill, up for, like, cool adventures, is willing to, like, look through walls and, like, tell me funny things about, like, their their adventures and stuff like that. It'd be like, ah, our homie is back to tell us of his sweet rad adventures out cruising through walls and like popping in and saying hi to people and hearing their tales yeah you don't want an incubus who's gonna no i'd essentially want like a surfer bro who just like cruises around just being like sup yeah it's it's that seems a lot more fun so sue reveals that when she was in switzerland she was choked by an entity (laughs) And Nathan is aghast at this, as I think any of us would be if we were in this situation, because it really just comes out of left field. No one was expecting this. I wasn't, because you really think it's the kind of thing she would mention immediately when he mentioned this idea. So while it's not funny that she was choked in Switzerland, it is hilarious that she waited until this point to discuss it. And she says it really nonchalant. Yeah. She's just like, oh, this is like what happened to me in Switzerland. And he's like, what happened in Switzerland? Like, he has to prompt her to explain that she was choked by a ghost in Switzerland. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, Ron's like, oh, yeah, you told me about this earlier. Because, like, so they obviously had this conversation beforehand, too, without Nathan around. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Well, Kelly, do you have a story like this where you choked in Switzerland? No, okay, I don't have that particular story, but I have read a lot of ghost encounter stories, including one with the actress Lucy Liu, famously of Charlie's Angels, which Megan and I also covered on our other podcast. (laughs) But, okay, one, Lucy Liu makes very interesting erotic art, so there's just, like, a lot of synergy with this whole podcast and Lucy Liu. (laughs) You look like you have a question. What what kind of erotic art? Like, what medium? Like, she paints vaginas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
like not people she doesn't paint on a vagina she paints pictures of vaginas i don't think anyone thought that she was painting on vaginas well i just had to make sure that i really covered all our bases here okay are they attached to a person or it's just like a floating vagina both all this right reminds me of like this one activity they did on too hot to handle where like the oh, women yeah. like mm-hmm. paint a representation of their womenhood yeah <laughs> bizarre that's the kind of so situation good. that i would just not handle well like not that i would apply to be on any of these dating shows but like maybe mm-hmm. i feel like that's the exact activity that what i would crumble and become a fool on on national television about i just wouldn't be able to handle it yeah like my closest story to this is that like i think i was like going through sleep paralysis once and like i probably felt a quote-unquote sleep paralysis even but I closed my eyes because I'm a smart person actually no that's a lie I'm really dumb but I'm too chicken shit to like open my eyes during a nightmare so like I kept my eyes closed it passed and no sleep paralysis demon was on me when we finished the dream or the sleep I don't know how dreams work what are dreams (laughs) I don't know I've had a lot of really weird dreams lately we're not talking about this moving on Navi are dreams nightmares (laughs) I mean all of mine seem to be nightmares I'm always like running away from something or I'm like something as terrible is happening to me or I'm like falling off cliffs or I guess I'm being like sat on by like a fat sleep paralysis demon it's not- I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I had night terrors growing up and then I used to have a lot of sleep paralysis and now it only happens every once in a while, but it'll still mm-hmm. be like every few months or something. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Lucy Lou, we never, I never actually finished <laughs> this. So Lucy Lou, not only does she make sexy paintings, but also she claimed to have like a years long relationship with a ghost. How did I miss that? Yeah. <laughs> she talks about it in interviews and actually Kesha also said she had sex with a ghost. Oh yeah. Which is very I think that was mentioned on that one podcast I was talking about. They talked about Kesha, Kesha's like relationship with the ghost. I think yeah. some other celebrities have talked about relationships with ghosts. It was very bizarre, but very funny. There's a lot. And okay. So when I was a kid, I lived in like a, not like super old house, but I was home alone like all the time. Cause single my mom is a single mom and my mm-hmm. brother was often not home so I'd be home alone constantly and I watched like a lot of horror movies like I basically was brought up on horror movies mm-hmm. so that's probably why I was always like very jumpy when noises and stuff happened in our house mm-hmm. but I was convinced our house was haunted because there would always be like weird noises or like doors would shut which honestly was probably the wind but I also would lose stuff all the time so i would like put something down and then go back to get it and it would be gone now i realize that i actually probably have adhd so i just like don't remember when i put stuff down uh-huh. and it's not a ghost but i still believe in ghosts maybe it was like 50 percent of the time a ghost you know so wait your whole story was that you probably just like <laughs> forgot you put stuff down <laughs> Kelly, it wasn't a ghost. It wasn't maybe half the time. Listen, I'm not inviting any evil into my house, okay? Like, I'm just going to say, yeah, maybe ghosts are real, and then that way they'll maybe leave me alone. They have nothing to prove to me. Me not believing in ghosts is not inviting evil into my home. Those are different things. 
I don't know. Sounds like a challenge. Like the I ghosts think are going to be like, you don't believe in me. The only thing we've invited are like sexy ghosts. That's true. <laughs> they definitely, sexy ghosts are our, our number one podcast listener. They've overtaken Americans. <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> I don't know how to transition from this. I was about to say, what podcatcher do sexy ghosts listen to podcasts on? <laughs> That's true. Ooh, got to be overcast, right? Yeah, that makes sense. On the nose. Yeah, has to be. So yeah, uh, Sue tells us a lot has happened in her life. And that really leads me to want to know a lot more about what else has happened to her. But unfortunately, these episodes are only 21 minutes. So Nathan basically says, okay, we need to cleanse the house to get this ghost out. So he hires a man called Brother Carlos Oliveira. Yes, and he finds Brother Carlos like on YouTube. I think yeah. <laughs> they like see a whole bunch of videos of brother Carlos doing exorcisms online and, you know, talking about how he's going to bless a house and a space. And so it's very exciting that you got a little sneak peek of what he's going to do in person offhand, probably a pretty good business model for him. A lot of yelling yeah. in his exorcisms. I Ghosts have bad hearing. I guess. I don't know. I love how, like, somehow the priest is sketchier than the psychic, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, this um, exorcist is a very, very interesting guy as well. He's been in some controversies according to his his Wikipedia because he He has a Wikipedia page. Oh, my God. He is a full Wikipedia page because he basically doesn't follow, like, religious censorship. So he essentially just goes and does whatever he wants and doesn't actually do what, like, the Catholic Church says you're supposed to do when you're doing an exorcism. Um, He's published some books, if you guys are interested in those. Oh, boy. Um, One of my favorites is called God's Bank versus Satan's Bank. Financial curse breaking for individuals and business owners. Is this man authorized to talk about financial strategy and give advice? <laughs> I'm so curious about what's in this book. <laughs> Me too, to be honest. Well, I guess I know what I'm getting you both for Christmas or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I need to read about God's bank. <laughs> I'm interested. He was born again in July 1989 after accepting Jesus Christ as his personal savior. My goodness. Yeah, he's he's a big deal. He's been on a bunch of reality TV shows too, other ones other than Nathan. Yeah, I can I can totally see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you find this guy on YouTube like he's going to go on some reality shows, let's be honest. Do you think he has a career in like Twitch streaming? Ooh, does he do exorcisms over Twitch now because of COVID? That'd be wild. Or, like, could he be on TikTok, perhaps? All of his TikToks are just him saying, get out! Get out! (laughs) For a minute or however long TikToks are. But so, Brother Carlos, he's going to do this exorcism in the master bedroom. Uh, But before we can really get to that, Sue also needs to show the house because she couldn't reschedule this one person who wanted to come see it. She walks this person through... And explains to the potential buyer, you know, there's an incubus in the house. And this spirit is going to rape women and have sex with them until they die. How would you take this? (laughs) I like how afterwards Sue's like, isn't 
these things just so unbelievable that these things happen in this world, like super casually as the client is just like, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but Sue was able to say, don't worry, we're getting it taken care of by the time you come back. This this will be a thing of the past. But it is a very unfortunate phrasing that she used. I think she could have delivered this information in a bit more of a subtle way where like you could say, you know, if you believe in ghosts, although I guess that might impact her branding as a ghost realtor. So she probably has to just say like, there's a terrible demon here, but we're going to take care of it. And she's probably never heard from that client ever again. I don't know. Maybe she bought the house. She did like the walk-in closet. Could you get a discount on the house too? Like I would offer less money if they were like, there's a demon here. I'd be like, well, that's like got to be $10,000 off, right? Mm -hmm. I wonder how much it costs to get an exorcism on your house also. Probably depends on the person. It depends on the demon. Depends Mm -hmm. on which YouTubing priest you come across. That's very hip of them. It's very hip. So the buyer, she's rattled. We don't find out if she bought this house or not. But we then move on to Nathan and Sue doing the exorcism with Brother Carlos. So he, like, does the exorcism in the room. And then he kind of reveals that Nathan and Sue also need to be cleansed. Because sometimes these demons can latch on to a human host So he's going to have to also do a ceremony for both of them. And so he asks Nathan, you know, what do you think these demons could be manifesting in your body? And Nathan says, well, I have hemorrhoids. So they need to get these demonic hemorrhoids out. Uh, Well, he doesn't quite say it. He, like, whispers it to Brother Carlos and tries to be very subtle and chill about it. But Brother Carlos needs to yell at these demons (laughs) To stop giving Nathan hemorrhoids. So unfortunately, no matter how much you want to whisper to him, he needs to yell it right back at you. So Sue is aware of Nathan's hemorrhoids and is very considerate and is very hopeful that he will get this problem fixed. You can see how supportive Sue is in the background. Yeah, I think hemorrhoids are demonic are is like the quote of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then Nathan's kind of like, okay, I also have a second problem. Which is that he has a small penis demon as well. So he needs Brother Carlos to help him with that. And Brother Carlos really struggles with the wording for this particular ceremony. Um, He's kind of like, oh, get these member demons out of him. And then at the end of it, he's like, oh, you know what? You actually might have already gotten rid of that. Maybe you never had that to begin with. Which I thought was kind of nice of him. Very considerate. Yeah, I like how he had no idea what he was talking about, but he's like, oh, yeah, that's totally demonic. Yes, totally. <laughs> Never heard of this term before, but yes, they're definitely demonic. You need to get that exercise immediately. Was he paid by the exorcism, maybe? Maybe. Do they have to, like, buy the holy water? I don't know. I just have a lot of, like, logistical questions. So we then get Sue. She needs to be cleansed as well. So Carlos is like, all right, what what do you have? And Sue's like, well, I have this back pain. And then Carlos explains, well, the ceremony for Sue is going to be more intense because, as discussed, she's already been in touch with a demon. So he's going to have to go really hard on her. I will say, I like how there's signs that you can tell if someone has a demon inside of them. 
I, I don't know what to look out for with that. Like, do you guys have any idea what to look out for? I mean, Kelly, you believe in ghosts. Tell us. I mean, according to Carlos, if you have back pain, that's a demon. If you have, like, headaches, that's a demon because it's going to manifest in your body. So any pain, it's just a demon. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, your thoughts? I mean, I do have back pain and headaches, but I go to a chiropractor, not an exorcist. And maybe that's my mistake. You know, maybe this could be solved for me very quickly. But something I've actually been wondering is when waiting for Kelly's ghost story, was it was that the whole ghost story? <laughs> I feel like I almost missed a part of the podcast. It was just that sometimes things weren't where you left them. Yeah, I don't have like a really dramatic one. Okay. Okay. Because I felt like we talked a lot about Lucy Liu. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> She's the more interesting one. Okay. Okay. She so, did have sex with a ghost, but I have not. So, Did she have anyone in real life? Was it cheating? We'll have to ask. Know. Next time we'll we bump to- into her, we'll have to just ask. Yeah. We'll have to get Lucy on the pod. So thankfully, Carlos was able to help Sue with her back problems. And immediately when he starts this exorcism, she is, you know, shaking and making some noises and is very engaged. And she has this glazed look on her face. And you can physically see that she is very impacted by this exorcism. And when Brother Carlos is done, she is exhausted and like half passed out in the chair. And what a weight. It must have been lifted off of her. I will say (laughs) the face that Nathan made during the exorcism, like his jaw was just on the floor. Like he couldn't believe it. And I think he was taking pictures throughout it too. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I'm going to grab a photo on my phone. You have to. What was vine still a thing at this point in time? Maybe he was taking a vine. What is it? 2013, 14. I think vine was around then. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nathan says to her at the end that she looks dead and asks Carlos, did you do something to her? Is she going to be okay? I will say Nathan looked like genuinely like concerned, like out of character concern for her. I don't know if you guys caught that. It was alarming to watch. I feel like it would have been very weird to be there in person because this woman has zero incentive to act. And you're like, what is causing you to like really give yourself into this process and like, you know, really dive in there. Cause I don't think that Nathan and the crew would have been like, act like you're getting an exorcism off camera. Like I feel like she independently was like, this is how I should act during an exorcism. I mean, it probably didn't help that like a giant sketchy priest was like yelling in her face the entire time for like 10 minutes or however long the exorcism was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do wonder how long it was. I would be interested to know how her back's doing after the fact. Um, She said that she was able to see a physical change in Nathan after his exorcism. So I'm wondering if she truly felt differently after it. Um, But I think their overall goal of getting rid of the demon so that Sue can sell the house was very successful. And uh, I hope that, you know, she was able to sell it to that woman who loved the walk-in closet. Yeah. And then at the end, Nathan has a gift for her, which is a little out of character. The only other gift I think we've seen him give was the scissors that 
he gave to Candy Boyd for Candy Boyd to then give to him. Yes, this is definitely the nicest gift he has ever given anyone on the show so far. And offhand, I can't remember another time that he gives such a nice gift. So it might just be of the whole series. And it is an exquisite oil painting. And this is a French girl painting because we have the lovely Sue. um, And it's Sue's face. But, you know, Nathan said that he used his imagination for her body. And she's in a bit more of an alluring pose on her side. And she has like this red sheet folded over her covering any parts that you might not want to see. It looks like silk, like a silk yeah. sheet. Mm-hmm. A silk sheet. I do not have a silk sheet lying around. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to go grab it and pose for us if you did? <laughs> like, I'm only not because I don't have it. Fair. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a cotton girl. I like things oh, that are mm-hmm. cotton and jersey. Yeah, I like a good organic cotton is nice. Mm-hmm. Linen. Yeah. It's nice and cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Velvet can fuck right off, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, velvet's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, it's my least favorite material. Yeah, I feel like Sue takes this painting pretty well. She thanks him and is kind of just like, oh, wow, this is something. Yeah. Yeah, After he leaves, she just keeps staring at it. I like to think that she just stood there all night just marveling at the painting. (laughs) I wonder what, if she was seeing anyone and brought this picture home, you know, (laughs) what do you say to that? And I hope it's hanging on her wall somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it would be a lot to digest from a business consultant who was supposed to help your business. I feel like I'd wonder if they were into me because, you know, you must have really thought about my body while (laughs) while drawing this. Like, you spend hours thinking about, you know, where everything should go. And that's a lot of time and effort. Also, it's not like Sue is wearing anything very revealing. Like, she wears pretty covered up clothes. So I feel like Nathan Mm -hmm. really had to get his imagination going to be able to imagine her in just the silk sheet. I feel very comfortable saying that Nathan did not paint this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Nathan had to really think deep about this. I think someone on staff... Probably had to really think about this. <laughs> that poor intern. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think he painted out of like the goodness of his heart. He poured his heart and soul into that painting. I mean, if he did, it's actually quite a good painting. Like her face does look like her face. Mm-hmm. And that's very hard to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. He should sell his art. I have been in a situation where I did hire someone to do a painting for me. And it turned out real bad. And I did not have the courage to say anything. So I just paid her. Was this the same person who like would draw pictures of you and just give them to you? No, that's not. That's also not a thing. I had like one friend <laughs> once draw like a very normal picture of me. And it was I just fun. like <laughs> No, I just okay. Like to think everyone in your life just likes to draw <laughs> you arbitrarily and then just give it to you after. I feel like I do have like very cartoony features, so maybe that helps, but no, the the long version of this story which Kelly can choose to keep or not is that um my brother's cats are like very funny in the way that they sit. And they sit on chairs like little humans and there's like this one photo that he loves. And 
he had just moved and I was trying to think of something funny to get him for Christmas and his cats are like his favorite thing ever. So I was like, okay, my mom's friend's daughter is an artist and is a good artist. And I've seen her other art. And so I sent her the photo and was like, Hey, like how much would this be to get painted? And it was more expensive than I thought it would be, but because it was like, you know, someone that I know who I knew wasn't necessarily working at the time. I was like, okay, like it's for someone I kind of know, like my mom cares about her a lot. Like it's probably fine and it's worth it. And if my brother gets something he loves too, you know, it's all good. And then like three weeks or whatever it was a month later, I got this painting and Navi, I'll show you after, but oh my God. This it was, was really bad. <laughs> I like sent so Kelly and I are in a few group chats, but I sent it to Kelly <laughs> being like, Do I say something? Because she is a good artist. And this mm-hmm. was like so bad. And I didn't know what to do because it was really expensive. And I showed it to my mom and I was like, You know her and are like best friends with her mom. Like, do I say something or not? And my mom was like, Oh, <laughs> she's like, Maybe you can just like you know, we'll buy her the canvas and the art supplies. And maybe we just ask her like, oh, if you could spend a little bit more time on this or that. And I was like, man, I feel like this is a sticky situation where maybe she tries to do it again and it's still bad. And then what did I really gain out of this? And what if she wants more money then? And so I just panicked about it for like two weeks and was like, do I just get my brother something else? And so I ended up just not getting him anything else. I like just paid her. And I just ended up giving him the picture. And I was just like, lol, this is funny. And he ended up getting a different friend that he knows to do a a painting of his cats for me for a different occasion to be like, you got me this. I'm getting you the exact same thing. But it was actually very good and like really well done. And I was like, keep it. I was like, they're your cats. To be honest, I didn't really want a photo of his cats in my house. But I was like, you keep it. And like, let's pretend that I gave this to you. Don't get me anything else. We're good. But it was like a very stressful few days being like, do I actually just pay her and say nothing because it's too awkward? And that's exactly what I did. It was way too awkward. It reminds me of, like, if instead of looking at the picture that Megan had sent of the actual cats, perhaps the artist just looked at, like, a potato for the body shape. The chair, <laughs> the chair that the cats were sitting on, which was, like, our step-grandparents' chair. So it's, like, very flowery and, like, very much like a grandmother's chair or, like, something, a piece of furniture you got from your grandparents' house. So that was, like, very detailed. And mm-hmm. one cat was pretty good. And then the second cat just like really went, went into left field. And you're just like, wait, based off of this first cat, I feel like you maybe could do it. And we just went real off track here. So I didn't know what to say. Is it like that one painting? Wasn't there that one thing where like the woman was trying to do a painting of like Jesus and it like looked really bad? (laughs) Was it like the equivalent of that? Oh, I, I think that was like a restoration, wasn't it, too? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm so curious really now. Uh, I need to see this painting and also this picture. I'm sending it to you right now. Oh, this doesn't even look like a couch. It just looks like a wonky, like, wallpaper. <laughs> Wait one second now. I need to confirm with Connor how much we spent on this. 
Not like I'm one to judge someone's artistic abilities, because God knows I'm terrible. Did you guys hear how much I think I paid for this? Navi, guess. Like $70? $300. What? You paid $300 for this piece of shit? I feel like you need to post you need to post this picture. No. On our, on our oh no, that's no, no. Cause if she ever saw it, which like I don't talk to her, you know, we're never gonna bump into each other. But like if there's like a small chance that this girl sees a picture that she painted and me just like trashing it online, I'd feel <laughs> horrible. Yeah, if anyone wants to see it, you can DM me, but that's it. <laughs> Shall we get back on topic? Yeah, yeah, so I feel that's like we're almost done. <laughs> yeah, that's like the end of the, the ghost realtor section. So I did pull up Carlos Oliveira's YouTube channel. He does have 17.2 thousand subscribers, which is Ooh. a lot. Um, he has not made any videos in the last year. Because so. he's Twitch streaming now. He's streaming his exorcisms. He's got to be. But yeah, he's uh he's got a lot of views. And of course, Sue is still the ghost realtor. So she's still doing real estate. She's not like really advertising the ghost thing as much. I jumped onto her website quick and it just kind of says a note like specializing in the paranormal, but it's not as much uh, blatant like when she was on the show. I feel like that's like very fun. I love it when Nathan like finds a shtick that like really vibes with someone's personality and they're actually super into it i think mm-hmm. so far greg the king of sting still does um his king of sting drawings and still like is very engaged with the community i think this is only the second person who still actively uses the branding that nathan had suggested yeah i think so too Yeah, and if 50% of people genuinely believe in ghosts, like, why not dive into that market and differentiate yourself? Yeah, Kelly, if you ever decide to buy a house in L.A. or Pasadena or wherever the hell, you know who to go to. 100%. I would obviously go to Sue. Are you kidding? Yeah. I want to hear more about her Switzerland ghost choking story, mostly. Yeah, that was really odd. I feel like that like ghost stories are something that people probably feel very free to ask people about because they're generally perce- perceived as like ridiculous. And you're like, oh, tell me about your crazy ghost choking story. And maybe, <laughs> maybe she's just like, whoa, that's like very traumatic for me, actually. Um, when we were buying our condo, our real estate agent was like very cool and like young And she would give us, like, the hot gossip on a lot of different units and stuff. So there was one place that we were looking at, and there was, like, all of these units in one building that were up for sale. And I was like, oh, like, what's the deal with this one building? How come there's always, like, five units for sale here? And she was like, oh. And she sent me this crazy story about how the owners, like, burnt it down on purpose to get insurance money. And, like, three people died in this fire. I... like, I shit you not, it was wild. And I was like, oh, yeah, we will not be going to see those units. That sounds so sketchy. That's horrifying. It is. But, but if Father uh, What's-His-Face showed up to do an exorcism, <laughs> it would have been fine. Yeah. But moral of the story, find a good real estate agent who's going to tell you when there's sketchy stuff going on. Uh, ghosts or just insurance fraud. Yikes. 
So we do get a fun post-credit scene here, which low-key, I don't know, maybe this is my favorite, like, one-minute clip from the whole episode. <laughs> it is amazing. So we see Nathan talking to Ron, who was the psychic. So Ron says that he had worked on the Unabomber case, and then he also had worked on OJ's defense team. And Nathan says, oh, his defense team? Okay, is OJ innocent? And Ron says, yeah, definitely. Wild. Wild. But I guess if you're working on someone's defense team, that's, like, probably the, the perspective that you've been told you should have and especially if you're a psychic it's like this is what you're trying to defend like go prove it right like who i'm so confused so did he contact what was uh oj's wife's name anna nicole brown i think nicole brown yes did he contact nicole brown and she was like no no jay like what happened there i'm so confused and did she tell him who actually did it because i feel like that's important information i would have had a lot of follow-up questions yeah exactly my biggest thing is why was he not in the people's versus oj simpson or yeah the the mini series that ryan murphy did why was he not in that i feel like that would have been a great plot point a very important plot point And this seems like something up Ryan Murphy's alley. Like, he did all the American Horror Story series. Shouldn't he have gotten this psychic in that story? Also, another thing I wanted to point out about the the psychic that we didn't touch on. He also, like, when we first introduced him, he says that his daughter found her first missing child in New York. Wild. It's the plot of Home Alone 2, I believe. That's true. I wonder if she just found a random missing child and helped them get home and it had nothing to do with her psychic abilities. <laughs> just like aided a child, which would also be lovely. Yeah. I mean, I get the feeling that children go missing in New York all the time <laughs> between like the home alone and like his daughter finding a kid. Pop culture would have us believe that they go missing a lot. Kelly and I were lifeguards at a water park um, Mm -hmm. called Canada's Wonderland. Mm -hmm. And parents would drop their kids off at the water park for us to like babysit because lifeguards are definitely watching all the children at all times. (laughs) And so we had like a ton of missing children all the time there. Clearly we should have hired a psychic. Yeah. Just hang out in the water park. They'd be like, oh, they're over by... Whitewater Rapids. I'm trying. I can't even remember anything. You couldn't remember a single ride. <laughs> they were over by Body Blast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> to be honest, we called every ride like the actual name, but we replaced it with Dick, which is like very much something that you do when you're 17. Mm-hmm. And I can't refer to the rides with anything but that. Honestly, that's the move at that point, especially if you're employed there. Yeah, so I think that this has been one of my favorite segments. I'm excited to see it in the rankings that we do for season two. Um, If you didn't hear us rank all the segments in season one, that's what we did last episode. And I think we're going to continue the same rating structure and we'll probably just continue to rate each individual segment. Um, Spoiler, this one will probably be a little bit higher than our friend Greg at the auto repair shop, but... They, they were still a fun segment. Yeah, I think this whole episode is pretty fun. I think that's 
pretty much all we have to say. Navi, do you have any final thoughts? No, I mean, this episode, like, just lived up to all my expectations from what I remember. Um, I remember you both were talking about, like, your origin story and how, like, you basically left a strip club at a bachelorette party just to watch more Nathan for you. Mine was, like, never that extreme. I would, my cousin and I would often take the bus home from university and we would watch Nathan for you on the bus and spoiler alert, there's like an episode in season three where we're just like, ah, maybe we shouldn't watch this one in public. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, yes. But yeah, well, the Nathan for you is was like our to and from university, uh, I guess, show, which was weird because like I get bus sick very easily, but I would watch the show anyway. That's how much I love it. So, yeah, this was a ton of fun. Thank you for having me on. That was an amazing origin story. Um, I also get bus sick, but there was a show, Black Mirror, that I had been really wanting to watch. And my boyfriend <laughs> and I, we took the bus to New York one time, which uh, was maybe a mistake on going on such a long bus ride. But we got mega bus tickets that like they're in back. I think it cost us like 20 bucks. It was so cheap. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think each way we were like one of the first people booking. And I think it was like nine bucks each way. And then we spent like the three bucks to reserve our seats. But I had really wanted to watch Black Mirror and he hadn't seen it. So on our way to New York, I had like downloaded all the episodes on my computer and we had propped it up in front of us. And if you guys haven't seen the first episode of Black Mirror, that is a lot to watch on a bus. Yeah. And I was so worried people around us thought that we were insane. And I was like, I swear I saw a different episode and it was nothing like this. It was really good. But yeah, I think I know which episode you're talking about in season three. And I think that would be hard to explain to people on the bus. Mm -hmm. I had a similar issue with Game of Thrones. Uh, I was watching that on a plane. And yeah, some, there's some scenes that probably don't need other people to see on your screen. Luckily, Game of Thrones is so popular. I feel like everyone kind of understands. My mom was like, what is this? She Fair. was also on the plane, but... <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much for coming on the pod. Navi, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, sure. You can follow me on Twitter and Clubhouse. I'm on Clubhouse. Clubhouse yes. is fun. Um, at Cause I'm Navi. I also do a podcast now because clearly there aren't enough rewatch podcasts in the universe. Uh, what you do in pod... Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at what you doing. We're on Anchor at what you doing. You can email us at what you doing pod at gmail.com. I do that with Felipe Shimon and Davis, comma Will, who's also a really big Nathan for you fan, and he listens to the, yes. this podcast as well. So um, he'll be really excited to hear this one. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Um, I think I, I'll be on shit. Ninety shows taught me sometime this month, later this month. Talking cool. Dawson's Creek. I'll get a definitive date eventually, but amazing. Definitely message us and let us know. I'd love to hear that episode. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. They don't use that theme song in the Netflix <gasps> version because of copyright. It's like a totally different song. I was so upset. What? I'm rattled. I'm appalled. I'm appalled. <laughs> appalled. Uh, seriously. <laughs> So, yeah, follow us on the tweet machine at Nathan for us pod. You can follow me if you want at Kelly W and Megan at Megan Bianco. We're also on Clubhouse. Come hang out with us and Navi on Clubhouse. Yeah, maybe you there. can do a Nathan for you or Nathan for us room one day. Yeah, we did like a little happy hour one day, but 
I feel like maybe we can uh, we can do another one soon. Yeah, that yeah. was like before I was on Clubhouse. I would often see you tweet. I'm like, I'm not on it yet. Now we have to do another one. We have Mm -hmm. to find a good time. There's a lot of shows and a lot happening on Clubhouse. So we'll try to find a good time that kind of works for a lot of people. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that'd be super fun to to see on Clubhouse again. Yeah. This has been... (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Kelly, Megan, and Navi on your side. (laughs) 